Welcome to Level Up Chips. Hey Ice King, why'd you steal our garbage? Hello and welcome to Level Up Chips. I am your lovely host, uh, Michael Gonzalez, and I am joined by my other lovely host, uh, Max Logan. Hi. How you doing, man? I'm tired. Yeah, this this was recorded a few days uh, later than we usually do it, so this is kind of one of those days where... Off rhythm. We're really off rhythm. Mm -hmm. We just kind of want to go back home and see the fam. Yeah, exactly. Thanksgiving break. That, that's always... Want to eat some turkey or something, I don't know. I don't know, turkey has always been kind of a weird thing. It, it can be good, but there are a lot of points where it's just... It can be dry easily. Hmm. Yeah, exactly, but... Actually, no, I'm looking for, more forward to the, like these rolls that my mom makes. Those are fantastic. We, we get like a huge thing of the Stouffer's mac and cheese, mm-hmm. and along with like the gravy and the, the uh, stuffing... That's where it really hits home. Yeah. So uh, that that's what I'm really looking forward to. Mom, if you are listening to this, then um, I'm sorry. But every now and then I'm not saying that it's your, it's your turkey or anything like that. Um, but anyway, back to the <laughs> news. Um, uh, we're, we're getting right into the news. Max, do you want to talk a little bit about what's going on over in Activision Blizzard? Oh, boy. Um, <clears throat> so the... Who is he, the CEO now? Or Yeah. Uh Bobby Kotick. Uh turns out he's uh not a good person. He's like a major offender over there. <laughs> yeah. Uh for example, there was an email that was sent out to all the employees that pretty much said, like, stop the harassment, but you can't stop uh Bobby Kotick from uh doing that. So yeah, that that's the big thing right now. Where didn't they already like lose a CEO? Yeah, they did, and then then Bobby Kotick got the part. Yeah, how does this just keep happening? I thought I was like, okay, CEO's gone, we're finally safe, but it actually turns out it's Emperor Palpatine that got the place. Yep, it's just replacing one bad guy with another. I guess like okay, we got rid of Palpatine, but now we have Lord Vader. Let's see where, where this goes, people. Um, and that, that that's kind of the weird thing when it comes to this whole Activision Blizzard situation. Um, I, I just... The, the big thing that's been going on with it is the fact that a lot of the, the heads of Sony and Microsoft, they're really looking down on uh, Activision Blizzard, saying like how they're rethinking their you know, position with them. Right. And hopefully people are thinking that uh, he might be resigning over Thanksgiving break. Perhaps. Um, I don't know. Right now, yeah, a lot of the the main shareholders, a lot of the board, they're saying, no, don't don't get rid of Bobby Kotick. It's one exception. Yeah. Even though there are multiple, multiple incidences. Yeah, Right. Just terrible stuff that uh-huh. he's done. Yeah. Um so so the other news that we also have is um Capcom. Yep. They are releasing this one game called Pragmata and they keep saying that it's going to be this unforgettable adventure. Well, it's gonna have to be unforgettable in a at a certain 
later time because mm-hmm. it just got delayed to 2023. Yep. Basically, the most we know about it is there's space stuff happening. It looks like, you know, another apocalypse in a video game. And also, there's this little girl with, like, green eyes, blonde hair. Yeah, yeah. It's That's all we know. An odd uh, concept. I don't know. I mean, to be fair... I feel like they're kind of going, you know, the Death Stranding approach where they don't show, like, anything until that's what it's looking the game like. comes out. That's what it's looking like, and I, I'm i a little bit scared. Except, you know, it's not Hideo Kojima, so it's not going to be too weird. It's still Capcom, so. It's still Capcom, but nevertheless, when people start going into the, ooh, let's not spoil it or anything mm-hmm. like that, it usually ends up being like, oh. That's weird. That's well, weird. It's like I don't high like concept. It. It's, and then the people get angry that you don't understand it, even though it's a very complex idea. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know how to think about that. I hope Capcom does really well because this is going to be using the uh, RE engine, yep. which is just absolutely killer. I think that I've talked about it before, but that engine is like always an, uh, the the next step ahead mm-hmm. when it comes to looks and just playing stuff right my i mean my only problem with it is that for some reason it doesn't stand for resident evil yet the first game it was used with was resident evil 7 no it's it stands for something like reach for the moon yeah something along those like like eclipse i don't know yeah so it just it's sad (laughs) but anyway the, the the final thing that we do have for this week when it comes to news is we, we've talked a little bit about the, the GTA trilogy. Yep. And Rockstar has actually gone out to apologize for how buggy and messy the trilogy is. And they will be sending out a lot of new updates to make sure this is up to snuff, that it you know actually works well. Uh, but for now, they are restoring the classic game versions right. uh, for PC. Yeah. So I, I'm I'm happy that they are doing that, but at the same time, I don't think that this should have happened mm-hmm. at all. Like, yeah, these these are what PS2 games that they somehow messed up remastering. Like, come on. The big thing is, I'm wondering what they're gonna actually update. Are they gonna actually update cosmetics at a, you know at all, mm-hmm. or is this going to be a situation where yeah, it plays well? It looks still god-awful. Yeah, but, uh, I don't know, I feel like they might take a, like, Cyberpunk 2077 approach, where they actually get the game to a functional state before you actually start adding content. Yeah, that seems about right. Mm-hmm. I, 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 the big thing that I'm just hoping for, it's more of the fact that they, they should be getting rid of, or they should be adding in the fog again. Oh, yeah, because it makes it the world look really bad if really bad yeah if you can see everything like if anything i I think the big problem that they were having at first they were like oh get rid of the fog and now you can see the entirety of the map if you go up a mountain or something Mm -hmm. um and i i wonder if they're thinking like oh it just doesn't look great this is what technical limitations are i can understand if um oh Sorry, the yeah. window. <laughs> right. Um, a little bit of uh, weather stuff going on. But I, I, I really think that if they elevated the mountain, like if, I don't know, if they, they decided to 
add in fog the more you go up. Yeah, then it wouldn't be as bad. I think that's what you really need to do. When you go mm-hmm. up places, that's when they start fogging up. Right. But, uh, hmm. I mean, yeah, it's kind of uh, similar to, what was it? There, there was another game where, oh, right, yeah, because I'm a Souls guy, I gotta mention this. There was a boss in the first game that was so bad that the developers publicly apologized for it. That bad? Yeah, uh, it was in one of those areas. They were kind of like in a rush. They were just like, ah, oh, well, we need to do something here. So it's the one where you have to primarily platform and it can take its like giant tree arms and sweep you into holes that kill you instantly. Why would they do that? Oh. <laughs> you need to like destroy two shields on either side of the arena and then make a leap of faith and it's just uh but no. yeah that's probably the last time i've heard a developer publicly like say we're sorry for the something even with cyberpunk they didn't really apologize they just said all right updates we'll fix are coming. it yeah we'll fix it but didn't actually say yeah we made a mistake we we made an oopsie sorry <laughs> my god yeah sorry <laughs> The wind is uh, just Picking going up. wild tonight. Exactly. Um, but, for uh, all the viewers, you'll probably know what night this is. So, Yeah, uh, but... We're getting right into the main topic right now, yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, with, with Thanksgiving coming along with all the family members uh, that you're probably going to have to talk to whether you want to or not, mm-hmm. um, I think that this is a big time for party games. Yeah. Um, because what's better than talking about all sorts of rude remarks and politics than to just, I don't know, instead play Mario Party and steal a star and then talk about the politics while <laughs> playing Mario Party. Um, uh, it's just like Mario Party. That's oh, what. That's exactly it. Yeah. You steal all the, the food at Thanksgiving and then they get really upset hmm. and you just say it's part of the game. Yeah, exactly. But anyway, uh, what what's like a party game that you particularly enjoy? What do you mean just on my own or like um, with other people? You know, I, I guess on your own. Like, is there like a party game where even if you have AI, for the most part, you're like, okay, hmm. like I, I could get along with it? You know, I played a lot of those on the Wii because that was just like the like impetus the center of that kind of stuff but uh i mean i really liked playing what was it rock band (laughs) rock band yeah that that one's probably the easiest party game to just play by yourself right right yeah because i mean there's no I, i know you said like ai but there's no ai to like compete against the only time there really is ai to compete against in guitar hero or Guitar Hero or Rock Band is um, some of those, like, battles. Yeah, they were, like, rock battles. Yeah, where where basically each one would basically... I, I don't even know how it works. I, I can't I think remember. it's just, like, a point competition, probably. That's pretty much it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's like a Yakuza 0 with the disco dancing. I just remember it was the worst <laughs> because... I think I was, like, in Guitar Hero 3, I was facing up against Slash, mm-hmm. and Slash was just absolutely killing me any time the 
crowd would just boo me off stage because he was killing it. Yeah, but, uh, I mean, that's a whole, like, thing. Uh, of course, like, you know, those casual rhythm games. They're where, easy. Where you get the plastic, the big plastic peripheral and you use that. But uh, another one I particularly enjoy is Mario Kart, which isn't traditionally a party game, but. No, but people make it a party game. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's one of the few racing games that you could consider a party game. Yeah, exactly. Um, like, I, I can't imagine, like, getting Forza Horizon be into, like, hey into guys. the living room and be like, all right, guys, you know what time it is. Uh, it just doesn't work like yeah, that. Yeah, Forza time. Woo, ray Forza, tracing. Forza, Forza. Um, but, uh. It, it's, it's a fun one. Mm-hmm. Um, what's, like, your favorite? Mario Kart. Hmm. Well, I know a lot of people say Double Dash or Wii. Uh, I mean, I honestly don't really see it in Wii. I can understand Double Dash, but my personal favorite is... Uh, I, I honestly like 7 a lot. It's kind of weird. is a good one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, to be fair, like a lot of people, it's Nostalgic Connection, like... That was the first Mario Kart I really got into. So, it, and that's the thing. Like, I guess with Double Dash, I can see the appeal, just like you were talking about. Um, well, be, mostly because with Double Dash, it was cool to have the partners. It was cool to have the different carts and mm. the the new items, items yeah. that each character had along the way. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, with Wii, I understand what you're talking about because with that one, it's just regular Mario Kart. There's nothing really extra about it except for, what, motorbikes? Yeah, motorbikes, and also I think it's, like, even more crazy because the RNG is The RNG like is crazy. so bad in that one. I that That's the thing. It's crazy, which makes it, like, worse. Non-competitive. Well, I, you know, I feel like with Mario Kart, I've always thought about it like this. There's, like... It's skill-based enough that people who are good at it can feel like they're having a good time while also having enough, like, random BS in it that people who don't know what they're doing can also have a good time. It's an actual great thing, the rubber band system that they have. Um, It's... Item rubber banding, not just speed rubber banding. No, speed rubber banding is, like... Bad bad it, mm-hmm. it doesn't feel good right um unless it's like the only time i would actually say speed rubber banding is good is if it's a single player game and they like if you're doing bad yeah they slow down the people in the lead yeah i mean it creates a sense of tension and that well, yeah the lights uh, just turned the off. lights like... just turned <laughs> off oh my gosh uh this is probably the most hectic uh episode we've had let me turn the lights on real quick yep we'll cut this out or add it in. Maybe this could always be a fun time for everybody. Right. Uh, yeah, so, anyway, lights are back on, so. <laughs> um, yeah, but, yeah, it creates tension. I remember, what was it, Chrono Trigger had rubber banding speed, mm-hmm. and that made it a lot of fun because there was a certain bike race that you had. But the only thing I would say about it that just broke it is the fact that you get the, like two boosts throughout the entire race, 
So I knew, I was like, oh, there's rubber banding and that's it. He could boost and he still gets rubber banded back into the, the tension. Right. So all I need to do is just go regular speed and once at the finish line's there, just, boost. Yeah, hit boost. Yep. That's it. That's all you got to do. Right. It's that simple. Uh-huh. Um, so, yeah, Mario Kart, it really does have a great feeling for anybody. Right. Like, Hardcore and casual, but... My favorite Mario Kart game, I would actually have to say it is 8 Deluxe. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that's probably a little cliche for a lot of people, but hear me out. Uh, it does have a lot of those stages from like the Wii version. Yeah, it seems, know, seems like an all-stars It's an easy all-stars cast. type of cast, uh-huh. uh, except for the roster. Roster is not that great. Um, uh, I feel like the roster, it's very hit or miss like i mean you can play as a link that, but also you can also there's like all the babies and the, and the metal koopalings characters. and the metal characters it's not great in that aspect <laughs> yeah um if anything i would actually say like if they they mixed in mario kart wii's roster and then eight deluxe i think that you would actually Be- have a fantastic like the dlc character yeah i mean I am happy with, what is it, Dry Bones and Dry Bowser, so... Well, I want Funky Kong back. Yeah, yeah, that that's another one. Funky Kong is Funky Kong. I want him back so we can have him as the speedster, the speed demon. Maybe they were like, he's not a Mario character, see ya, Funky Kong. Oh, but... Yeah, Donkey Kong's in there, but... <sighs> but he... They, they have Diddy Kong, don't they? They did not have Diggy, Diddy Kong in 8. Oh, that makes me sad. That makes me really sad. Yeah, yeah, no, they didn't have any Kong besides Donkey Kong and I mean, technically it makes sense, but I think that the next racing game that they should bring in is either F Zero or another Diddy Kong Racing. Yeah, that that works. I, I mean, think Diddy Kong Racing could actually bring in some fun stuff because that one wasn't just like, you know, kart racing, which I know Mario Kart has now gotten like the gliding and the the underwater stuff and right. going upside down but racing or diddy kong racing was really cool because not only did you have carts you had like little boats yeah that you were planes. speeding along and then planes and oh, it's like uh sega all-stars racing it pretty much is it is yeah but like i always say that that was always like the best because it had such a cartoony look and feel to it mm-hmm. um so i think that's like the definitive one if that if not that f-zero right um that's like that speaks for itself but f-zero is just i mean i think that it's ha- you know i think that gx is actually a place that it's okay to end there yeah but if they were to do something, I don't think anybody would complain. I right. think that there would be a huge like sales boost. I think they said specifically that they aren't making them because they ran out of ideas. That's it. That's literally it. I'm like, no, you haven't. If you run out of ideas, then what is like all the Mario Kart games? Plus, what was it that? It was like Fast RMX that came out. I You're... just... it. They they say that. I'm like, no, that's that's wrong because like... Almost there, there are a lot of like different sequels that they've made for certain IPs. Where I'm like, it's obvious you ran of, out of ideas, hmm. but still, it makes money. <laughs> yeah, but uh, 
what was it? So yeah, uh, I mean, we're kind of getting we, off topic. Uh, off topic of party games. We haven't even talked about the main attraction, the one with the the, the word in the title. Super Mario Party. Just Mario Party in general. Oh, right. Super Mario Party is the Switch one that was, you know, hit or miss. It was fine. It, it worked. And then they added online and people were like, oh, something's, something's coming. I literally remember talking to my brother like, there's a storm of brewing. Mm. I just know it. And they released uh, Mario Party Superstars. Which I actually would say it's probably the best Mario Party we've gotten in like ages. Right. Since, since like the GameCube. Yeah. No, actually, I'd say Mario Party 8. Hmm. That was the, the, the Wii one. I mean, honestly, I in my opinion, the motion controls were a bit simplistic. Like, okay, I could the, see. yeah, the mini games were just really boring. I mean, say what you will about 9, but there the mini games were, like, more engaging. They were more, oh, God. I don't even want to think about some of those other ones because they completely did not understand what a Mario Party game is. Mm. Um but this this new one, it's probably got the most tension of them all. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how much you've like actually played it if you have it all. I haven't. You haven't? Um I was actually able to play with my brother who's in Japan. Right. And straight up it felt like he was right there with me. It was the same servers I think that they used for Monster Hunter Rise. That makes sense. And it straight up, it worked like a dream. Mm -hmm. Like, there was nothing wrong with it. Um, Yep. So, I I was very shocked by that. Actually, yeah, you know what? That makes sense, considering that the maximum number of players you can have is four in both games. Yeah, that actually does seem, like, pretty fitting, huh? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, But the, the big thing that I really liked is the rule set for that one. Yeah. Um, Because... You had the rule set of, like, mini-games. Like, you could have all of them. Mm-hmm. You could have only N64 mini-games. Or you could have all GameCube mini-games. Right. And seeing that, I was like, wow, that's really neat that you can just... They, they acknowledge the GameCube. Mm. <laughs> because they never acknowledge the GameCube. Ever. Right. It's um, like that weird void. It's always the weird void. And I don't understand, especially since it was the all-star, like, video game library yeah yeah um even though it didn't sell well i think it might just i don't know it might be due to the fact that uh people who like grew up with the gamecube haven't quite gotten to the point where they're parents and they need to buy video games for their children yet oh they're trying to get everybody yeah like how they just started like Finally, like, actually going in on the N64. They've been really going in with it. You're right. Yeah, so it's just phases. Like, it... So sooner or later, we are getting the GameCube era. Yeah, exactly. I'd say, what What would you say? You think that that would be, like, um, God, like, 2026? Yeah, I'd say so. Like, something like that. Um, Probably but... going to come out with a mini GameCube at some point. They got to go with this N64 soon. Yeah. Um, but the, the thing that I actually really like uh, about the rules, too, for Mario Party, mm-hmm. they added that you don't have to have bonus stars. Oh, yeah, yeah. So you can't just get cheaped out of a victory. 
And that was actually really awesome because there was uh, my friend has a partner who was like, oh, I, I don't want to um, have the bonus stars. I always lose whenever the bonus stars come along. And I was like, okay, yeah, sure. And they uh, they actually won. And they were really excited. And they were like, ah, be, you know, just said all sorts of stuff at us. It really gave the the feel of a Mario Party game mm-hmm. in the worst ways imaginable. And I loved it. Right, yeah. Um, yeah, so, I mean, the Mario Party series in general, it kind of goes through phases of quality. Like, yeah. Usually in increments of two games, I've noticed. It's always the two games. Yeah. Because 9 and 10 were like the Dark Ages, I'd right. say. If the... not the 3DS age. Yeah. Well, those are also... Wait, no, those are three games. Well, what? how do you... How do you... Because there were two regular Mario Party and games. And then the Top 100. But the Top 100, I feel like, is a spinoff. Yeah, it's... It's a spinoff. All right, yeah. Um, point is, series uh, isn't consistent in quality, but when it hits, it hits. Yeah, I was going to say the, the team that they got going for the Mario Party now, I think they're finally understanding what people like. Um, so so hopefully that'll start coming in like really clutch soon, um, like with new original content. Right. Um, but otherwise, the the other big Mario or uh, party games that I always bring in because those can be like really interesting for the whole family. Um, maybe not this one, but my my brother and I we we got this game called Crawl. Um, oh yep, yep. My brother, I don't know how he heard about it, but he saw this little showcase of it at a, a little uh, on this on YouTube. And it almost seemed like it was a PAX type of showcase. Mm-hmm. And it was really neat because it's almost this, like, King of the Hill type of idea where, like, is, is that the right term you'd say? Yeah, yeah, I'd say. Like, King of the Hill where basically there are four people. Uh, one is, like, actually alive, like a hero. He's, and then the rest of them are, like, possessed. Spirits. Mon- spirits, yeah, yeah. They possess these little things that create monsters and they attack the hero um and if the like if, if a certain monster kills the hero then they get to become the hero and the hero becomes another ghost that can mm-hmm. possess turn into monster so it's this ongoing dungeon crawler where you get experience points monsters become stronger the hero becomes stronger and by the end of uh, a certain level Basically, the hero has a choice to either strengthen himself up more and possibly risk the chance of losing uh, the the hero status, or he starts going towards this final boss, and there are only three tries that everybody has collectively. So there, you know, if one person uh, actually goes to the final boss, loses, then there are only two left for everybody. Yeah. So by the end, if the hero dies then their name gets completely erased in in the database mm-hmm. if uh if the hero wins that's it you know good job they they won and everybody sucks right but uh and what's really interesting about the boss fights is that the other players can also 
it's all attack the adventurer it's it's really interesting because it's all three they they control parts of the boss parts of the boss so like yeah there there will be arms some of them might have like the head that'll shoot a laser the other ones will shoot like little bubbles or acid or something yeah stuff like that um it's always really interesting going into a lot of those fights especially because a lot of the different uh monsters that you can choose from they evolve over time Mm -hmm. and with that they get so strong they get so creative with some of the ideas where it could be like a huge chicken like i want to say like a chicken dragon or something like like a basilisk basically like basilisk stuff like that um or you could have like a witch that turns the hero into a frog mm-hmm. and they can't do anything while everybody can just completely dogpile them. Dogpile them into death. Um it's a very graphic game, I'd say. Yeah. Like it's all eight bit, but mm-hmm. at the same time it was enough for my parents to say, Hey, uh, don't don't show this to your sisters. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's uh it's for it it's for like your friends. If you're an adult, just like I'd say, like teenager, yeah, teenager, like teenager. at at least, yeah, it's a it's a rated T game, if mm-hmm. not M. Um, hmm. That's weird. I mean, it's kind. Of, I don't know. It's kind of a bit graphic to be T, but I'm not sure. I wish point... there was like a certain middle point because it gets like really weird hmm. when it comes to that T to M status. Yeah. Point being, don't play this with your. Uh, eight-year-old sibling or cousin or whatever worst mistake bad idea (laughs) worst mistake of my life (laughs) um the the other game that i was gonna suggest because i think this is all i have left Uh, i don't know if you have anything else um it's the game overcooked oh yeah overcooked is a fantastic game uh of cooperation and just all-around chaos Yep. It is a hellscape where you are a chef, and you have to do a lot of chef things. You know, like cutting up vegetables, putting it in pots, hoping that it doesn't burn, getting it into a plate on time, washing the dishes, cutting up the vegetables. Yep. Um, and, and you could have, you know, just one person. My sister actually plays it just by herself for some reason, the mad, yeah, it's, mad man. It's kind of, like, weird. This is probably like the one game we wouldn't recommend you play alone. It's honest to God. It's super boring if you play it alone. But uh, it's insanely fun if you have other people. You have to be in the right headspace, yeah. I'd say. Because if you are Perfect. just kind of wanting to turn your brain off, then I'd say Mario Party or like, I don't know, Mario Kart. Yeah, exactly. If you are in the, the zone where you're like, alright, I actually want to think overcooked is the most strategic party game you could possibly get because you know they they usually have for these kitchens like short little uh uh spaces for you to just kind of go through almost like these little passageways and if two people are trying to go different ways that usually doesn't work bless you oh thank you um it usually doesn't work and you're usually just butting heads and cussing at each other, yeah. saying to get out of the way and all sorts of other obscenities. Um, so it, it gets really hectic. It gets a lot of fun. You know, it, it has a lot of fun. Uh, but if 
you aren't in the right headspace, you might accidentally uh, start uh, choking the other person. <laughs> yeah, we d- don't get arrested don't for get assault. Arrested. You please don't, especially <laughs> not over overcooked. What what are you in here for? Uh, uh, I killed a man. I I got I got really angry at someone in a in overcooked. You know what? That's understandable. <laughs> I understand. You got my respect. Uh, but yeah, I, I I don't know if I really have any other like party games in a uh, certain way. No, not personally. I mean, no. we could just mention along the same lines of like guitar hero and stuff just dance well, yeah, guitar hero just dance is always a good i forgot about just dance for a second mm-hmm. a lot of those like karaoke type of games can be fun right yeah um, which kind of goes into guitar hero they have a little microphone that you could always pick up if i thought it was just rock band it. no guitar hero has that too hmm. and it, it's actually pretty neat um Although it is really funny because they didn't have the technology to know if you're actually saying the words. So you just have, you could just hum the tune. And... Exactly. Um, I have, I actually have a video of me doing No uh, Sleep Till Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. And because that's just kind of saying the words in a certain pitch, mm-hmm. I just kept saying Rada, <laughs> schnitzel from Chowder. Rada. Rada, 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 rada. <laughs> and you did good. I actually got a very good score. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, God, that that was a fun time. I, I used to go over to this one archive at U of M because um, they have a whole video game archive where you could just kind of like rent out games in the library. Right, yeah. And play them in you know, with the consoles that they have and the TVs. Mm-hmm. And they had a full room for rock band and guitar hero. Ugh. And it was so much fun because you just had a full uh group of friends just all with like the drums, the bass, the guitar, the microphone. You had a full band mm-hmm. most of the time. And, <laughs> and the the funniest part is without the music, it's just like a bunch of clacking like it's just and it's 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 really funny actually Mm -hmm. um what's more funny is the fact that that room it had a full like glass window kind of like what the studio has and as i was singing i was always pointing out at the the people who were in the library just kind of like that's my audience. Thank you it'd so be, much. It'd be so. It'd be funnier if it was like a one-way mirror. Oh, from God. the outside, and you're like, oh no, they're not. They're not seeing anything. No, you just like look at it just occasionally. Like, what? What are they doing? Oh, oh, that's that's weird. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, so that's party games, I that's guess. Party games, honestly. Um, so, so what's next now, Max? What, what do we remember? Right. Uh, what about just our next segment? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, as you all should probably know by now, unless you're new to the podcast, in which case, welcome, go back and listen to the other ones. But if you're going to stay, then welcome, I guess. Um, so every week we choose a random game from a wheel uh, and this week we got Persona 3, which, uh, because honestly, this series is better tackled sequentially uh, for the next few 
episodes, we'll also be talking about Persona 4 and 5. So We would be talking about 1 and 2, but the thing is, those ones are actually very niche for a niche series. Yeah, for uh, the Persona series, considering how much it exploded after 3, 1 and 2 are... Uh, it's a weird easily se- are not very accessible. Let's just say that. You know, I can get down especially with that. considering how expensive they are. It's kind of like you know. What was it? I had a PS1 classic actually. Oh, it had Persona yeah, Revelations 1. Persona. And I I played through it and I was just like I don't think this is it for me. Actually, to be fair, we we could just emulate it. No, no, no. It, we are emu- well, that technically that is legal emulation. Right. Um yeah, but so. I, I just remember playing through it, and I was like, it, feel, it feels like Persona Q with, mm-hmm. like, the first-person labyrinth. Yeah, it's like the stuff. original SMT. Yeah, stuff. exactly. Right. And that's where I'm just like, I, that's not for me. I'm more of an SMT guy. Uh, that's, you know, like, the more modern. Yeah, SMT. yeah, so it's it's more open. Right? More open. Um, and Persona really does have that. I right. think Persona has those uh, things. And Persona 3 specifically... I'd say it's like the perfect mix mm-hmm. of, of old and new. Old and new, exactly. Um, mostly because oh, right, yeah. We actually need to talk about what the game is about on Why a don't basic you go ahead. level. Why don't you go ahead? Yeah. Uh, actually, no. You know what? No, it's your favorite Persona game. You should go ahead. Oh my gosh! I I feel like I'm gonna botch it up though when I when I actually say mm-hmm. it. Um, uh, okay, I guess I'll do no, it. Then. I, I, I could do it. I could do it. All I'll right, try. Cool. If you if you think I'm forgetting anything, yeah. then, you know, let me know. Right. Um. So pretty much Persona Three, um, that one's a lot of fun because basically you're this high schooler that just transferred into this uh, new uh, high school called Gakukan High, mm-hmm. um, and you're living in the dorms. You're you know just having a regular life, and then boom, all of a sudden it's uh full moon and it's called you know the The dark dark hour hour. basically as soon as midnight hits there's this extra hour that nobody else knows about except for these special uh significant fellows and (laughs) basically that you know after i'd say like a good week of like high school Mm -hmm. all of a sudden you realize oh the dark hour is happening it's a full moon which gives these shadows these these monsters that are in this dark hour it gives them um like significant power right so full moon happens your dorm is under attack and the people that are in the storm are actually part of this uh group called s-e-e-s which is like a special organization um to execute these shadows right um so they're just a bunch of high schoolers that know about the dark hour and basically the premise of the game is the high school is um this huge huge yeah, tower every, called tartarus yeah every dark hour it turns into that and you just have to climb up and explore it you're trying to get to the top because you think that there will be some answer when you reach the roof of why the dark hour which is, is a thing essentially just a huge skyscraper right. of like weird jumbled up jumbled up crap mm-hmm. um so basically, yeah, that's like the whole premise of the game where you're trying to uh, go through high school life and, you know, be cool with your friends, have some social skills and like social bonds with people. Right. But at the same time, uh, trying to balance the life of staying up till midnight and, um, you know, trying to execute. Crawling the, dungeons. Crawling dungeons. Yeah. You know, 
an RPG. Yeah, exactly. Uh, another notable thing about it is that it kind of, it's more like existential than the other Persona games. It's definitely the theme about it is, is death. death. Yep. Um, I mean, the main protagonist's parents are dead right pro- off the get-go. So. Right off the get-go. I was going to say the main uh, a quote that you hear Memento or you see Mori. all around yeah, is Memento Mori, uh, which means remember that you must die, mm-hmm. um, which is one of my favorite quotes, mostly because of this game. Um, and it, it's really interesting, too, because when you have to evoke your personas, which are basically like little like representations of your soul yeah they're not little but huge uh yeah like spirits almost that can give you powers to attack these shadows Mm -hmm. um to evoke them you have to use this little pistol type thing that you have to get to your head and And shoot uh, shoot which is kind of edgy (laughs) yeah very edgy edgy. (laughs) um and i i loved it because Mm This game specifically brought out a lot of narrative elements that I hadn't really experienced in a a game. Mm -hmm. Um, Because most of it is just accepting death, accepting um, just to live your life. Yeah, live your life to the fullest because you don't know when you're going to die. But uh, let's see, another, uh, uh, a good... The thing I like about this game is that there's a dog that you can use as a party member. And he has a persona just like everybody else. Koromaru mm. is the best. Right. And uh, what was it? In the PlayStation Portable version, uh, when you're... There's an option to play as a female main character. Mm-hmm. And in that, uh, there's a social link with the dog. You just take him on walks and and he's like all happy yeah very cute that's actually a thing that i love about the persona series is the fact that um i don't think we really covered it but with with the personas um there's also a velvet room that Mm -hmm. you can see you're you know the main protagonist is able to go into this velvet room that has igor who can basically fuse and give personas to you um, you know, it's a very strange type of thing. It kind of gives the Twin Peaks type of vibe. Um, but what's really interesting is you have to basically create bonds with people uh, called social links to strengthen those personas mm-hmm. to, to, to create stronger, you know, cooler personas. Yeah, exactly. Um, and what I love about the Persona series, specifically this one, I always remember the, the links were actually varied like mm-hmm. really well where you'd have a link where there was a dying young man about yep. your age he had a, a terminal disease and at first he was you know just kind of like why why am i doing you know why am i dying this you know mm-hmm. basically angry right. angry at the world angry at everybody and as you're hanging out with him, he's writing this story about um, like a, a hippo who's very lonely, kind of representing him. But there's this little bird that gets on his nose and, you know, starts talking to him and makes, you know, the hippo realize life is worth living. Mm-hmm. And the bird is supposed to represent you. So as you're going along, he's just sharing this story and it's really happy. You're like, okay, he's, he's actually like ha- content with his life. 
and then their other stuff happens and it's very sad yeah um yeah uh let's see um and then the other one i really liked was actually the uh little girl mm-hmm. who was in cram school and was t- uh trying to accept uh her parents getting a divorce right that was really sad actually hmm. seems more like the game's theme is like just acceptance and I that think... and death yeah together i think that this game really did have some of the best themes like Mm -hmm. this is one of my favorites because it dealt with such a heavy topic but in grace like just absolute just style Mm -hmm. and it did not like pander in in a certain way where it was you know didn't understand its own message or anything like that it really understood what it wanted to do right yeah um so why don't we talk a little bit about the uh, dungeon crawling oh yeah tartarus tartarus yeah uh it's probably the worst part yeah the the least interesting part of the game i mean you climb up a tower you go through like randomized floors with uh certain enemies and then you reach a mini boss the mini bosses, ironically, are usually harder than the Actual story bosses. bosses. Yes, they are. God, I hate the, that. The table. The table. <laughs> oh, the table. Yeah. Yeah, there's uh, a little shadow with like that looks like a table, and it sucks. Yeah. Um, but the other thing that a lot of people don't like about this game is more the fact that uh, you can't really control your party, party members. members. Only yourself, and that's it. Except for in the portable version. The portable version allows you to actually actually control actually control them. I apologize. Yeah. Um. They they actually let you control them. But also the the other big thing is um. The fact that you can tell them, okay, I want you to, to actually like heal. heal, right? Like heal more. This one, okay, use more uh uh elemental attacks or magic or something mm-hmm. like that. This one, okay, use more physical stuff. I was actually able to get through it at the age of, like, 14. Right. Um, so, in a certain way, if I can do it at that point, I know you can do it, too. Yeah, exactly. So, quit whining and just play it and, like, <laughs> enjoy what the creators wanted. Uh, I mean, if you're going to play any version, uh, get, what is it, FES? Because yes. that's just the base version, but with an extra, like, added dlc it's kind of like an expansion pack but it doesn't cost anything extra it's not the greatest one but still they they add some stuff to the base game um just a little bit so it no matter what it's a fantastic uh game to get into yeah exactly um is there anything else i want to talk to other than maybe the music uh yeah well i mean the music slaps that's That's just a consistent thing across persona uh for that, it's more of like a hip hoppy. It's like, like hip hop, and uh, I, I'd honestly say like I don't even know. Like yeah, hip hop and jazz ish or blues, yeah, blues, yeah, blues. yeah which kind of fits with the th- color of the game, which is it, mostly blue. Yeah, each Persona game has like a color scheme, and this one is blue, and I love it. It is hands down. And it has a lot of rock, too. Right. Um, it, it varies, but, yeah, those are, like, the main themes for that game. Hip-hop, 
blues and rock. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would recommend it to just about anybody who is loves RPGs. Um, but in the meantime, that's all we have for today. Yep. So we will see you next, or maybe like in a in a few weeks because we got Thanksgiving break coming along. Right. Um. So we'll we'll see you when we see you. All yep. right. Take it easy. Bye. See ya. Bye.